0: Hello, friends.
1: I'm Rebecca,
0: and I'm Kenton.
1: This is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: a second is this a funny cat video
0: yeah isn't this hilarious oh my gosh i don't know well, that, i'm not sure how i feel about well, this cat with the ball and the, <laughs> oh my
1: gosh you know the cats don't get a choice in this
0: well they're playing somebody's just filming them <laughs> <laughs> i don't know nobody's forcing them as actors
1: <laughs> true
0: and if they are they're probably getting paid well in tuna
1: so i was always under the impression that when you were in the office here you were sort of Working on the next video you were going to release, or
0: oh, yeah, writing working. emails
1: to someone and helping them out with some thought that they're having, but you're watching funny cat videos.
0: Yeah, I'm just still so upset about that that photo that didn't work out this morning. The icicle, and I was just about to take it, and then it fell off the tree branch.
1: There has been a lot of frost lately. Beautiful frost. Yeah. So, okay. I was
0: pretty upset, though.
1: I'm trying to... Yeah, you don't sound all that upset anymore.
0: No, that's because I took uh, 90 seconds to watch cat videos.
1: 90 seconds? Did you time yourself?
0: Well, I mean, you know, it's a YouTube video. There's a little timer on the bottom.
1: Okay, so what does 90 seconds have to do with anything?
0: Rebecca. (laughs) Yes? Haven't you been keeping up on psychological and neuroscience research?
1: Uh, let me see. No. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have all the time in the world for that. (laughs) But I take it you have, actually.
0: Yeah. Just another
1: thing you do with all your time in the office here.
0: Uh-huh. I think uh-huh. I have to move you into a
1: glass cubicle so we can uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. serious. I'm okay. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> this is intriguing. What did 90 seconds have to do with you being upset about the icicle that fell off the branch?
0: There's this awesome neuroscientist. Her name is Jill Taylor.
1: Jill Taylor. Yep. Okay.
0: And... She wrote a book called My Stroke of Insight, which is really interesting because she had a stroke, and it ended up being a very insightful situation, but I'm getting off the point. She has this marvelous 90-second rule. Is this girl legitimate? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Okay. She's a Harvard neuroanatomist, actually. Neuroanatomist is what she is. Neuroanatomist?
1: I didn't even know that was a thing you could be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We're looking at the brain and all the parts of it and how those parts... Function And, you know, there's a lot of chemical stuff that goes on in our little, that squishy stuff up there in our head. Mm. And what she discovered in her research is this 90-second rule, which basically states that for the vast majority of cases, and we have to remember that every human being is a different critter here. Right. And so times can be slightly different, and we don't want to get stuck on on 90 seconds.
1: Why not? It's like that movie.
0: Gone in 90 seconds. That was gone in 60 seconds, honey.
1: Yeah. I, you didn't let me finish. Thanks for making me sound stupid in front of everybody. I can't say I'm always clever, Look, but. you're
0: getting upset, just take 90 seconds watching that video. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, oh. No, seriously, this actually does work because what happens is that when there is an input into our system,
1: like so... an annoyance from
0: you. Exactly, exactly. So an annoyance from me comes into your. <laughs> into your system so there is a a process of chemicals getting released okay and these chemicals in your brain well, well actually i guess i should go through the whole thing
1: okay go through the whole thing since i'm sitting here listening to you anyway maybe other people out there want to hear this too
0: all right i'll be more detailed and serious okay my words come into you in other words you perceive them So any situation or stimulus that comes into your senses. Okay. It, we could say, if we're gonna get super zen about it, that all these stimuli are neutral. So Mm. I was not actually annoying, but you chose. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> Wait, we're getting serious and I'm explaining this to you. All...
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to be more serious. I'm being serious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what you're saying is, please, let me take over this. Okay. Okay, some sort of stimulus comes into my senses. I perceive it, and you're saying to be zen about it, that all of the stimuli that come in, they are only neutral. It's what I think of them that then turns them into... Negative, positive.
0: Right. If you were a ninja Jedi Zen master, then... You'd call me up because I've said this before. <laughs> At least want your autograph. I, think I missed one of the things. Isn't it ninja Jedi? Anyway.
1: Zen it... has to go in there.
0: Yeah, I said Zen.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: <laughs> so the, these, these stimuli come in. They are probably essentially neutral. We might, you know, have to say, well, a very sharp pain. Like that. Maybe, ow! <laughs> maybe very difficult to perceive as neutral. Though, the ninja zen masters can even do that. But then, as you say, we attach a thought to it. That was annoying. That wasn't very nice. And as soon as we attach that thought, mm. some brain chemicals begin to be released. Wow. These brain chemicals come into our system and they create a physiological response. So, if it's, uh, let's say, some chemicals, some noradrenaline and other things that are going to start to create a stress response, I'm going to find that my heart rate increases, mm. my respiratory rate increases, yes. my blood pressure starts to go up a little bit, and there's this response. Okay. Now, if we leave that alone, okay, if we just sat there and witnessed it, within the space of 90 seconds... Roughly. Yes. And actually, it's usually quite a bit less than 90 seconds. So 90 seconds tends to be an upper okay, upper limit. Within that space of 90 seconds, the chemicals have arisen inside of me and are completely flushed out of our system.
1: Meaning that they're not detected in our bloodstream.
0: They're not going to be detected anymore. They wow. very quickly degrade, essentially.
1: 90 seconds? Yeah. That, Whoa, whoa, whoa. So then how could we stay mad so long?
0: For weeks,
1: years, sometimes for some people. But do you remember no. that
0: time when you clocked me on the side of the head with the shinai? You know what? When we were I, to sword fighting. I,
1: yes, I do. I was much. I'm younger. still mad, and
0: that was 24 years ago, lady. Oh. <laughs> so.
1: I had to live with you, you know. I had to have <laughs> some kind of relief. Really, no, I'm. Anyway, thanks for bringing that up.
0: <laughs> the 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 point is, yeah, that. I can keep those things going. If I just, if I sat down and I witnessed it, if I watched it happen, within 90 seconds, all those chemicals would be gone and I would be back to where I was before that stimulus entered into me. Physiologically. Physiologically and brain chemically. But
1: mentally, emotionally, Mm -hmm.
0: psychologically,
1: we keep thinking that's what we do as humans. We keep thinking about it. Exactly. And so wait, if we think about it, does it then put those chemicals back into us again?
0: re it.
1: Okay, because I was going to say, when I get mad, there's definitely a feeling. When you're saying watching it, I almost feel, if I'm going along peacefully and then I get really mad, I almost can feel like I feel that chemical dump in me. Oh, yeah. But if I stay mad, I wanted to say, I still feel it. It still feels like all those chemicals are in my system, but you're telling me, That's because I'm just
0: perpetuating it. That we are continually, as Joe puts it, rethinking those thoughts. Man, you really annoyed me when you said that, Rebecca. It wasn't very respectful. I'm really upset. And, Mm. and, And I keep thinking that over and over. And when I'm in the midst of that physiological response, that chemical response, it's a lot more difficult to have control over my thoughts. So it's much easier for me to think, ah, she really is annoying, and to really keep it going, I guess we should say I'm the annoying one because <laughs> I am. It's fact.
1: Is this sort more of... More annoying than you. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, thank you. Do I get a little t-shirt that says that? <laughs> I'm less annoying than him and then like a little arrow. arrow. This reminds me of not going shopping when you're hungry. That's a complete aside. But we're weaker because we're already emotional. Yeah. Okay, so then the point is that you... What's the cat video for then here?
0: So the cat video, because I was really just feeling disappointed about that that experience that I had where the icicle fell, it was such a beautiful icicle, I'm trying to get this video together of ice and crystals and beautiful things in in nature in winter, and then it was lost, and I was Mm -hmm. upset about it, and finding that my brain was going over and over it, and I couldn't stop being upset about it, when I sit down and just essentially distract my mind for 90 seconds then i'm flushed of those chemicals and i can see it for what it is which was Mm. okay it would have been a cool picture it didn't happen there will probably be other icicles this winter and it's really not worth it for me to continually feel bad inside of myself Mm. and not be my best self to the people around me and otherwise have this stress response it create more stress in the lives of those around me just because an icicle fell off of the roof. I thought it was a tree branch. Tree branch. <laughs> I was so upset I couldn't tell it from a tree branch from a roof. There's icicles on the roof and tree branches. Okay. So in my supreme mindfulness, I, of course, remembered exactly what you want.
1: All right. So back to this 90-second thing in our brains and
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of that. I find this really interesting and rather empowering actually because what you're saying is that we can change how we react to stress. I get a choice. I have choice as to how I want to move forward, which is really great for a person like me because being a self-declared perfectionist, I have often been really hard on myself oh why can't I get out of these negative thoughts why am I mm. always sad or why am I always frustrated and it comes into this personal area where then I'm a bad person
0: mm-hmm.
1: when in fact I do have a choice I do have control I can say oh look here's where I am maybe I could take quote 90 seconds to distract myself because look this is just what my brain is doing and if I'm willing I can get over it
0: yeah now, we might have to distinguish between chronic brain chemical releases that maybe have been developed over years. You may have, let's say, depression, mm. clinical depression. And so that's a kind of a chronic situation as opposed to this acute situation where somebody cuts you off in traffic. Remember, it's fine. If someone cuts you off. You may have a reaction to that. So that stress response like comes Like a
1: in. fight or flight
0: kind of. Yeah. And it might... Ah, oh, you might think a frustrated thought about that beep that just did that. And chemicals will flood your system, mm. but now you have that knowledge that in 90 seconds, those chemicals will be gone. Right. So if you do not continue to think about what happened and be upset about it in your thinking mind, it will evaporate out of your physiological system and you can go on with your day.
1: Sure. So in this case, the mind kind of needs to follow the body. Mm, yeah. Well, and I think that's important, as you said, to distinguish. So this is just a tool for us to use, and it won't work for all people all of the time in all situations. But that was a great example being cut off. That's, no, you know, we're past the situation. I don't necessarily need to think about it. But I think, in my life at least, there are a lot of things I do continue to think about. We were talking about that just a little bit ago, and there's a word for that.
0: A rumination.
1: Rumination. Yes. Which essentially is kind of our modern habit nowadays of repeating the 90-second cycle over and over.
0: Yeah. As you said,
1: sometimes for days,
0: weeks, months. We can perpetuate this for extremely long periods of time until the thinking becomes habitual and it starts to become more chronic sometimes. So there is great power Mm. in recognizing these acute instances of input, reaction, and recognizing, as you say, very empowering, that if I just give it that 90 seconds, I can let it go after that. And most of these things I I can let go.
1: Yeah, well, not all of it is super important, really. But what I find to be really a cool thought, and this is just an aside, is that if you can keep the cycle going, say, Person cut you off, whatever, and you can keep that going all day long. You could also flip the coin around and keep positive thoughts going.
0: Oh, I see. I mean, don't you think that's really powerful? Like
1: loving, gratitude, kindness, peacefulness—you could choose to perpetuate that as well. Why don't we ruminate on positive things?
0: Wow, that that's really powerful, Becca, because. You're right. It's showing that our mind has the power to continually recycle a thought. Mm -hmm. And if it can do that with that thought about the person that cut me off or the icicle that got, picture that got lost, what about love? (laughs) Yeah.
1: So what do we want to choose to keep repeating in our thoughts? That's a really neat thing to think about. But I have to just jump in here because... And maybe some people who are listening are thinking this too. This is just my pragmatic side. Just Wait a second. Isn't anger useful? I mean, seriously, there's like that bumper sticker. If you're not angry, you're not paying attention or something like that. I mean, doesn't anger
0: serve a purpose? Well, boy, I think that would have to be a, an episode of its own. But I feel like anger can be a marker. We're, and we're not really talking about anger about big social... St- you know, systems here or inequality or whatever. We're talking about these inputs in our life where I might get angry because my child spilled their glass of orange juice on the table. And most of us can probably recognize that that was an accident and it's probably not a very useful place to have anger. So when those inputs are coming in and our day is filled with them, right? when those are coming in, how am I gonna to choose to respond to those? And am I gonna choose a reaction that perpetuates itself with continued thinking where by the time I get home from work, I am still upset with my child because they were so clumsy and spilled the orange juice. And now I'm also upset with my coworkers and my spouse because I've just been angry all day.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, take the car
0: instance. Okay.
1: If that continues to happen, then we need to make a decision. If I'm constantly getting cut off and I'm upset, well, I might start to take that as there's something wrong with the world or in the case of the orange juice, if they continue to spill. My child is clumsy. So in the case of the car, then you'd almost have to decide, look, this is such a big deal that maybe I should do something about it besides being angry. Maybe it would be more useful to start... kind car movement and then you'd have to change your life around to try to begin this movement and make some changes otherwise i kind of feel like anger in that case
0: isn't really useful but almost detrimental well i think what you're getting at here is something really important for us all to recognize about the way that our mind works and that is when it starts to get into a reactive cycle the thinking mind very much is able to blow things out of proportion. It is able to sweat the small stuff in gushes. (laughs) And that is something that if we're not aware of, we will be convinced by the reactive mind. So I was cut off today and you know what? It happened three times last week. And there is a problem here (laughs) and my my mind isn't going. Okay, there's a lot of drivers on the road. I'm on the road for two and a half hours. There's probably you no know, sixty seventy percent chance that I'm going to get cut off in traffic every day. Yeah. That might be a more rational thought. Instead, my mind is thinking there is an issue, <laughs> and these people. There's something wrong with people in general. And when that's happening, as you were mentioning there. I have a choice. The one is that I can just stay perpetually angry. Actually, yes. I actually have three choices and upset about something that really isn't in my control. The other is that I could start that kind car movement. I could say, all right, I recognize this actually is an issue and I want to apply my life energies towards solving it. The other is to recognize that This isn't something I control, but I don't need to stay angry about it. I can apply that 90 second rule, and then I can cease to be stressed. I can cease to be angry because that stress is detrimental to myself. That stress is detrimental to the people around me. Essentially, it's a lot the same as if I was cutting people off in a car, if I would look at it honestly.
1: Oh, right, you're saying your actions caused by that effect are in a way similar it's a similar thing you're doing to other people
0: i'm not taking responsibility for the stress inside of me and the stress i'm snapping and snipping Mm. at other people and when i snip at somebody else because i haven't taken responsibility for that stress i've kind of cut them off yeah i've been a little bit if i can say a little bit rude but that's actually that's really insightful i think As you were talking about
1: this, one of the things my mind does, kind of my little me mind is to say, no, anger is important, and if you go do 90 seconds, then this problem is never gonna be dealt with. And I think, for me at least, it would be important to recognize, go do the 90 seconds. If it is truly a problem, if it pops up again and again and again, I can start to see, hey, okay, this is still there. Maybe this actually is a real issue, right? The real issues, Will continue to be there. But as you were pointing out, if I take the 90 seconds, I stop that rumination, I let my whole body resettle, I'm going to be way better able to deal with it from a more <laughs> peaceful and less frustrated and angry perspective. So instead of letting the little me mind convince me I shouldn't do it, I should say, okay, little me mind, I understand the problem will still be there if it's really a problem. And then then I
0: can come from a different perspective. That's a great way to undermine that reactive thought process, which, <laughs> again, when we're in that reaction, it wants to say, this problem is big, this problem is real, and it must be dealt with right
1: immediately. now, <laughs> yeah.
0: immediately. To just say to it, absolutely, I'm sure you're right, this is really big and important, and if it is that big and important, it, that problem will still be here 90 seconds from now.
1: So we've been talking about anger and frustration, being annoyed. But what about disappointment and sadness and other emotions like that? Does this 90 seconds work for that too, or only just for
0: being angry? This works for really a whole range of emotions. Let's imagine you bought a lottery ticket. Okay. All right. And you've been so excited. You let yourself start dreaming about the $300 million you were going to er get not earn. <laughs> <laughs> that you were going to get and all the things you were going to do with it and then the lottery numbers come up and you don't even have a single number
1: yeah aren't oh. the odds better that you would find a winning lottery ticket than well that's what
0: it. i always say and I, that's exaggerating a little well bit, but, but seriously anyway okay
1: i'm i'm trying to put myself into this all right and i'm super disappointed because i had already imagined myself giving away a bunch of money to my friends to help them out with things they want and donating to good causes and maybe buying a bunch of good ice cream.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there, disappointment. And that disappointment could last. If I had really worked myself up, that could last for days or weeks as I start to think, ah, oh, my mind starts to, reactive mind starts to take it into new places. Well, it's not fair that some people have billions of dollars and I, I, uh, you know, if I had just that $300 million, I could pay off the mortgages of this person and this person this person and I could help this person out of poverty and I could help this person with this and I'd do so much good with it and I'm completely just kept from all that goodness because I didn't win the lottery. Mm. And there, my mind can take it into he- these strange directions. Total rumination. Total rumination. Or I can realize that Maybe that energy is not very productive. I can use the 90 second rule and then move on to more productive things in my life.
1: Well, and if it does keep popping up week after week, oh, I should maybe buy another lottery ticket, maybe I'd win this time, or gosh, I wish I would have. Obviously, it's like what we were just talking about. Then maybe there's something you need to examine. I need to examine that, because I'm the one that's doing it in this case. I need to examine in my life. Maybe I'm feeling powerless, In helping other people, and I could look and say, "Wait, there's other ways to help people besides giving them money." You know, that might be something I need Mm. to evaluate and say, "I'm having some unhappiness because I feel powerless to help other people." Yeah. So that is a place where either a you can kind of let it go and realize, "Oh, what was I thinking with the lottery anyway?" Or you can see over time this keeps coming up, and do a little bit of looking into your own, you know, life and issues.
0: Yeah.
1: But this isn't to say. I mean, this isn't going to take the place of actual grief. You know, if your grandmother passes away, you were super close, we need some time for that. Or you had a really meaningful, loving relationship and it's ended for whatever reason. A 90 second cat video. <laughs> I might cheer you <laughs> up for a little bit, but there are real feelings that need to get worked through.
0: Yeah, but you know, with long-term established things like that, then there's going to be a whole lot of emotions that are wrapped up in it. So that... Again, this 90-second rule really isn't applying to, for instance, that grief for someone that you've lost or or that grief of, of a lost relationship. It is applying towards these acute instances of inputs that when we step back and from a really rational standpoint can look at it, we can say, this is not a good use of my energy to be stressed out about this or that thing that I have no control over and that really doesn't impact my life that much. Sure.
1: So essentially, this is a great way for us to identify our reactive little me mind and then recognize the response that we're having, this uh, 90 seconds of chemicals and things Mm -hmm. coming through us. That's a signal to us in a way. So we don't necessarily have to be like, ah, this is happening to me. But we can say, oh, look it, I'm getting angry or I'm getting disappointed. And we can see that that's a signal something's going on. And we can take the time to let our physiology settle down and our mind settle down. And then after that, we can reassess.
0: That's where mindfulness is so powerful. Because as you know, we've shifted from, oh, I'm getting frustrated again and thinking, oh, because this happens to me, and then I'm frustrated for the whole day. Mm. And and instead, we go, oh, I'm frustrated again. I know that this has a 90-second lifespan, yes. and am I going to choose to take it for another 90 seconds after that? And if I do, you know, I rethought it, that's only going to last for 90 seconds. So I keep having these this choice and this ability to shift it. So so different when we become a little bit educated through our own mindfulness practice, because. The neuroscientists have found this out. I mean, we've had Jill Taylor luckily doing (laughs) brain scans and measuring brain chemicals so we can see that there is the physical processes behind it. But this is also something that people discover through mindfulness. And if you are very aware of your mindfulness, you'll notice that, oh, when I have a response, a reaction, and I witness it and I observe it, it doesn't last very long. hmm Boy, it's gone in about a minute, a little bit longer than a minute, wow. And that teaches us the same thing that the science is now unfolding in front of us.
1: Well, all of this is making me think about stress in our modern culture and our mind and how powerful our minds are, and especially that we are learning that our minds can't actually differentiate real threats from perceived threats. I mean, our modern culture is filled with, quote, threats, but what's real and what isn't. When we take that fantasy trip, that little uh, storytelling in our mind about this and that, and our child's going to be clumsy forever because they spilled orange juice, that our brain can't necessarily tell the difference between that's just my thought versus, oh, this is something terrible and you should get stressed out about it.
0: Yeah, There's, that's been known, again, mindfully for quite some time. And scientists have been, well, there's a, a University of Colorado in Boulder. And this is 2018. They were doing brain imaging and noticing that when you think about a dog barking and rushing towards you, it lights up essentially the same parts of your brain as when you watch that on a video screen or uh, you know, it's hard to be, have somebody hooked up when a dog is attacking. <laughs>
1: so here's how it's gonna
0: go today. Thank you for
1: volunteering for this project. But we're gonna have a dog attack you, but don't worry, it won't actually attack you. And we'd like to hook you your brain up while
0: this happens. I can't, re- I can't remember the exact stimuli they used. You know, it'd be interesting to use a, a shot or something that you fear, mm-hmm. or I a think,
1: spider calling on your hand. Yeah, that's something you could actually do. I think
0: they used something of that nature that could be replicated. But we see the same parts of the brain Brain lighting up and that is suggesting to us that as you were saying imagination our fantasy is not distinguished from reality up in our mind in our brain chemistry so that is the nature of rethinking a thought mm. so the icicle falls the person cuts me off I have that 90 seconds that's done the stimuli is gone I'm no longer being cut off but by recycling that thought and being upset about it, essentially I'm using my imagination to get myself cut off, not by that person once, (laughs) but 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 times in a row.
1: Wow. And if to the brain, the same region is lighting up, essentially you are. So that's why it's imperative that we watch funny cat videos for 90 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not what I mean. But maybe we should go to our action points and talk a little bit about what we can do to help ourselves resettle, to let all of that cycle through our system and to step out on the other side, being a little bit clearer.
0: Yeah. Well, let's jump into it.
1: Well, I have to say what I always say. Say it, baby. It's time for you to unleash your life.
0: Yeah. Woo!
1: <laughs> so action point number one, then, is if you're noticing the stress response or that you're ruminating. Try the 90 seconds! How do we do it?
0: How do we do it? Well, in its most advanced stages...
1: Is this for the Ninja Jedi Zen Masters? Yes.
0: We can get to the point where when we have a stress response, we can just observe the response happening inside of us. But...
1: Okay, so ideally you would use mindfulness practice and you would take your 90 seconds, calmly being aware of your thoughts, Watching them like That's, that's the clouds. ultimate.
0: But don't start there. Definitely don't I'm start I'm not going
1: to start there.
0: <laughs> start with distracting your mind. Because remember, our brain just has to go to a different focus, a different focal point for 90 seconds before we're flushed. That's why a funny cat video, uh, something that is not stressful. Don't tune into the local or the national news network. That yeah, will not help. Bad
1: idea. Bad. And even bad. <laughs> maybe be aware of if you're going to go for a walk or something, because that's what I immediately think of. Oh, I'll take the dog for a walk out in nature. But very easy to start
0: ruminating on that. Right. So the trick is we have to take our mind and get something that's going to grab its focus away from the reaction mind's desire to keep thinking the thought. So it has to be something that's funny enough, distracting enough, to pull our mind away. And probably a good gradient would be start with the funny cat video. And of course, it doesn't have to be a funny cat video, but something that grabs your mind that much. Move towards a suggestion of Jill's, which is to watch your watch. Watch (laughs) your your watch. Your clock. So watch the second hand tick by and just count out 90 seconds. And then eventually from there you can move to just observing your mind state.
1: The Ninja Jedi Zen Master level. Yeah. Awesome.
0: And that's it. You just take that 90 seconds, notice how you feel afterwards.
1: And if you take three steps and suddenly you're back in it, do another 90 seconds for a little bit.
0: As we begin this kind of training, your mind will probably definitely jump back into the reaction pool. And you know, after it jumps back in, take another 90 seconds and you will find yourself in that place of call.
1: So in a way, this is about training our brains yeah realizing that there are choices yeah wow so this brings me to action point number two which is practicing identifying that we are ruminating or things that trigger us because you can't know to do 90 seconds if you don't know that you need 90 seconds right
0: yeah we have to remember we said this before but it's so important that we should say it again That when you are in rumination mode, when your mind is in reaction mode, it is not very able to think clearly. The last thing it's going to want to do is take 90 seconds. (laughs) And (laughs) the greatest power of the rumination or the reaction mode of our mind is that it runs on autopilot. It grabs us and just pulls us along. And it does that through being unaware that we're in it so that we take its thoughts as real and as serious.
1: Yes. I want to just talk about me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> you're so well dressed today, and your hair so glossy. <laughs> oh, I,
1: what I meant is that instead of using a, a broad brush here for it, we all do this. I just want to talk a little bit about what I've noticed for myself. And how I can tell that I am in rumination mode or that I have triggered this reaction in myself. I notice storytelling Mm. definitely happens for me. And how I know that the storytelling is rumination storytelling is that I imagine if I were to say what I was thinking out loud to other people, my friends, for example, I wouldn't want to do it. I would think, <laughs> Be a little uh, bit... no, actually, I don't want to share this story because it's way <laughs> far-fetched. But it's funny. If you just do it in the secrecy of your own quiet mind, mm. you can build up elaborate fables, oh, essentially. yeah.
0: So what is storytelling exactly, if people don't know? Well, just storytelling
1: is like how you mentioned okay, this one event happened. My child spilled orange juice. Oh, they did it last week. Oh my goodness, they're clumsy. Oh, but they really want to get into skating. And how are they ever going to be a skater if they're spilling their orange juice all the time? And then that will be terrible because they'll be so disappointed. And what should I do about that? Do you think I should get a movement coach for them?
0: So it takes that one stimulus and it builds a whole narrative out of that one stimulus that is pretty out of proportion to what. the
1: classic example is you get a text on your phone that you can't interpret properly, or you get a a verbal exchange with someone, and then your mind goes, well, then when they say that, then I'll say this, and then they'll say that. Or or wait, if they say that, then I would say this.
0: (laughs) Most of us have probably done that. (laughs) I mean,
1: come on, I've done that a million times. Like, oh, yeah, well, when I see them, I'm going to tell them about this, or I'm going to text them back this, or whatever it is, (laughs) without stopping Right? Our brain just goes on storytelling. So that's one way I know for me that I'm ruminating is that if I were to share my story with someone, it's a pretty incredulous story. Someone might say, you might be overreacting. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that I notice is that I have a tendency to generalize when I'm in a place that I'm reacting. Sure. The words always and never come up.
0: Mm. And
1: there's this kind of fog of... Everything looks bad and everything's against me and it's not my fault. It's your fault So that's another place where when I have those feelings and physiologically, I notice a tension I do notice those mostly tension I'm sure there's some blood pressure raising and things like that, but for me I feel my muscles get tense my jaw gets tense, and I feel like I want to snap And so that would be good indicators for myself personally that I should take some 90 seconds Of something and distract myself and then of course noticing triggers it's important for example if we realize that we're the person who's driving the car and we don't like getting cut off and we know that triggers us to have a reaction then when I have to drive to work Monday morning in really bad rush hour traffic and I know I'm going to do it I need to identify that that triggers me What can I do going into it Ah. to help myself not
0: be triggered? So having pre-awareness that this is probably going to create a, I'm probably going to experience that trigger, that reaction response, be ready for it. And then you have awareness of it. Oh, here it comes. Yep. I knew that was going to happen. 90 seconds.
1: Yeah, and what's amazing about that, I've experienced in my own life, is you don't have to crystallize yourself. You don't always have to be the person who has a trigger and gets angry when you're cut off in traffic. Just because you say, that's my trigger, doesn't mean it will always be that la- that way. I've had things in my life where I say, okay, I know going into this experience. And then slowly over time, I've trained myself mm. so that I no longer am triggered by that.
0: And Basically, because you went into it with that awareness, that's what created that situation where you were able to retrain your brain. Right. Yeah, yeah. wow, power of awareness.
1: You wanna do number three?
0: Well, that brings up number three, which is something we are very often promoting on this channel, which is a meditation or mindfulness practice. And you may get tired of hearing this, but just have to say it is the cornerstone, the foundation of Being able to have mental awareness and when we have mental awareness it transforms our entire Life experience and the experience of those around us. You can imagine the difference between uh, My stressed self pre mindfulness that just was set off by almost just about anything and then would snap and take that stress out on the people around me Rebecca <laughs> and The mindfulness based Kenton who has more awareness of those stressors and those reactive tendencies can be aware of them and not only then do I have to be dwelling inside of them creating a negative health really situation Mm -hmm. in myself where I'm increasing my inflammation my blood pressure my uh, over time and I can be healthier myself and be kinder more loving more compassionate to the people around me. If you are a meditator, add five minutes. The cool thing about meditation is that you can do something as simple as add five minutes to your meditation and you're going to get some extra benefits.
1: Wow. <laughs> it's just so much fun to talk about this stuff.
0: <laughs> I love doing these this podcast with you. This has been really fun. Yeah,
1: I'm really grateful for all of you out there who join us in listening to these. And I want to hear from you. We want to hear from you try the 90 seconds, or if you already have something, share, share, write in, send us an email or write in the comments. Uh, you can go to our website and go underneath this episode's page and just share a comment and your thoughts, because that's how I learn is from hearing from you. So you're definitely part of the conversation.
0: That's R-E-W-I-L-D-U, rewildu.com. And on there, you can find our contact information, so you can get in touch with us, and we love to hear from you. This podcast is also supported by all of our patrons. If you want to help us bring this to you by supporting us through Patreon or PayPal right on the front page of our website, you scroll down a little bit, and you'll find links so that you can help us continue to bring these to you.
1: It is so much fun. Speaking of so much fun, maybe we should go do something else fun for 90 seconds. Oh, wait a second. (laughs) You need a little longer than that. <laughs> maybe you should cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not my fault. No G. Think rated G. Rated G. <laughs>
1: I don't know if kids are listening to this. Sorry, kids. <laughs> I mean, sorry, parents who have to explain to your kids. I meant something fun, like maybe make some nice tea or Ooh. go outside and look for another icicle to take a picture
0: of. It's. I'm really excited about that. Wonder. if... No, no. I was going to say, I wonder if the Frost video will be up by the time people listen to this, but I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to probably compose it over the whole winter. We're getting some amazing, beautiful examples of what ice can do in the world. Wow. So beautiful. All right. Love to you all. Thank you for being part of this with us. And we will hope we hear from you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mwah!